associated fiction theatre presents The Lost Soul of Captain Wilson by Chris Patrick. Captain Willis requesting safe passage through. Captain Willis requesting safe passage through. They take an age to respond. Not many people travel this way, not voluntarily. Captain Willis requesting passage through. The end of the world. That's what I'm looking at, or rather the edge of the world, or the edge of our world, or your world to be precise. The world beyond is, well, we'll get to that. Captain Humphrey Willis requesting passage. I understand now why Christopher Columbus set off to find if he'd fall off the edge of the world. He had a broken heart and was trying to find it. The lonely ship, the broken ship. Except it wasn't the sails that were broke, but the heart inside, looking for his love that they took. That's what I think. Why else would a man risk falling off the edge of the world if he didn't think love was on the other side? Captain Willis requesting passage. Message received, Captain Willis. Anchor up and above. Yeah, I. I, anchor up and above. Do you have your papers with you? Yep, papers with me, <laughs> in case I lose my way. Passage granted. Godspeed. Passage granted, understood. Aye. I might keep this channel open. Helps with tens or someone to talk to. Anchors up and above. That's how you've got to travel through this world. It's like ours, but different in a lot of ways. It's the kind of place where there would be a sky of diamonds and a woman up there and nobody would think to write a song about it because it wasn't anything other than a common occurrence. It wasn't nothing but a Tuesday. People have different names for it. The unseen lands, the world beyond, the somewhere nowhere place. For me it used to be called home. But not for a while, thankfully. And that's why I'm here. Why they took heart and why I've got to get her back. It took me a while to find my way around here, especially the safest way, and she helped me find it. The very safest way is to travel with a half of you that isn't yours but is the rest of you, not to travel alone. The second safest way is with an open channel on the radio, through the way and with the anchor up and above, up into the real world. And when you need to get back, that's what we do. We don't pull the anchor. The anchor pulls us. My name is Humphrey Willis. Yep, that's right. 
not very inspiring for the quote-unquote hero of any great story, right? But there it is. That's my name. That's the card my folks dealt me. They played Russian roulette with the baby name book, and guess who won? That's right, the Russians. Anyway. Have you ever heard of the Shadow People? Of course you have. Although you might have a different name for them. You know who the Shadow People are. Everybody does at one point or another. It's hard to escape them, but maybe it's possible. I know I did most days. People used to describe me as being not entirely miserable, and not entirely miserable was the best I could do. I'm happy for the most part, but scared because the world I live in is strange and scary and it always rains. It got less scary when I met the crazy girl with the paper flower tongue. That's her. That's my girl. That's why I'm here. Now my world seems to slot into place along with the rest of life and what I heard living was supposed to feel like. But the thing is, I've grown up on the run from the shadow people. I had a deal with them that kept me out of the world of the dark places. Another name for where we are. For a while this was okay. I lived somewhere called Never Not Rain. Not as bad as the dark places, but bad enough. Somewhere that the shadow people could keep an eye on me, letting me smile every so often, but not often enough. But one day I left and refused to go back, which takes us to now. They've taken the love of my life, the crazy girl with the paper flower tongue. And that's something I won't stand for. Humphrey Willis is going to become a hero today and there's nothing the shadow people or their shaker crew can do about it. I don't know why I cry. Most of the time that is. Most of the time I don't know why I cry. I know why I'm crying now and so does a tear splotted bit of paper in my left hand but most of the time I don't. Maybe it's because I'm a, a crybaby like the old lady Jane called me the time she caught me drowning her gnomes and piss in her front garden and I started pissing tears. Or maybe it's because of the time that I met the guy down the park who sits on the bench next to his heart and reads the instructions on how to get it back in and he cries a lot too because he can't understand them. Or maybe it's just because I'm, I'm still the little boy inside not grown up a whole lot. Or maybe it's because someone once told me that your, your demons die in the rain and I like the sound of it. So I figured I'd like to cry good, cry hard, and cry often. But one day, you're going to cry because some days you just wake up and realize that some of those demons that you cried out in the rain survived. Heck, some of them even learned how to swim. And when that happens, you're going to cry all over again until you dry up dead. Today's one of those days. Today is one of those days that I know why I cry. Today, I cry because the shadow people came and took away my happiness. Today, I cry because those shadow people finally caught up with me like my mother promised they would. And because they couldn't take me, they took my crazy girl instead. Today, I cry because I know what the note the shadow people left me means. I know what I have to do if I want to see my crazy girl and it makes me sad because it is not a happy ending. 
and I'm not the adventurer sort. And the fight has to take place outside in a way turf, which sucks because I, I just like my bed most of the time. My mother, she used to tell me that the shadow people won't take us alive. They won't take me. They won't take you. And they won't take love. They'll try. But in the end, they won't. They never do. I always thought it was a, a crummy bedtime story and all I really wanted was to be read about cats who, who dream of milk-filled fountains or, or penguins who ride polar bears, but no. It wasn't a bedtime story at all. And maybe I should have listened more. I didn't know the shadow people were chasing us then mainly to get to her. In the end, the shadow people did take her alive. But that's a different story. Or, or maybe it's the same one. Who knows? Can you hear me on that radio or is it just the static? <coughs> well, if, if you can, you, you probably think I'm crazy. I don't. Neither do they. Humphrey Willis, you've outrun us for so long, but you won't outrun us much longer. We've taken the thing you love most into our world as punishment for taking yourself from ours. If you want to see her again, you'll find her where you belong. The world of the dark places awaits. Forever yours, the Shadow Men and the Shaker Crew. This was the note I found on our bed the day I came home from my job at the weather-making factory. I was soaked to the bone by the time I got home and wanted to warm up next to Crazy Girl. All I found was the note. I remember she used to say how much she loved playing in the rain. I felt a bit of satisfaction because I helped make that happen, even if we didn't know it. She would say she felt the rain on her skin. It felt like she was swimming in the tears of gods. I asked her why she thought that, and she'd say, well... I think the rain is the clouds crying and it's the tears of the clouds and the gods above because they have the best view of the world as it is. They see everything. I still remember the, the moment we wept. I was on holiday from Never Not Rain and had come to visit some friends in the land of the Yellow Star when I saw her. There was a slight amber haze on the memory as that day I'd won too many sunshine shots at the Yellow Star Bar, but I remember it all the same. She was doing a trick where she ate a vase of flowers and then made paper flowers from her tongue. She worked at the paper tasting plant, you see, and she was one of the few people who could turn anything into paper. I'd heard about people like this, but never thought I'd meet one. Well, after that, I missed my commute back to the Never Not Rain, and I guess here we are. My choice was simple enough, though, after I found a note. All I needed to do was save her once, yet she saved me every day. I knew it would take me through places I'd rather not go. That, that, that's what I feared most about the world of the dark places. But it was either that or lose her forever and join the Leighton Bottle Broken Heart Club, which I was not prepared to do. I wasn't going to join a club where they sat and cried because they had broken hearts and lost loves. Not when I had the chance to change it. If it meant I had to give up my freedom and join the shadow people and the shaker crew, then, then so be it. place where time doesn't move. I can see it 
in the distance, or rather, I can feel it. Life isn't perfect. I know that. You know that. It wasn't made to be perfect, and most of the time it feels like it just falls short of being not very good at all. My mother used to say this, but but she also taught me about moments and the place where time doesn't move. She used to say, Humphrey, if there's one thing I've learned in this world is that moments are what we live for. Moments were born to be perfect. That's what they're designed for, to be perfect and to make life perfect. Gather up all the moments you can. Eventually, you might have enough to reach the place where time doesn't move. What's that, Mum? I used to ask. The place where time doesn't move is the happiest place you can ever be. All it takes is one other person and all the moments in the world at the same time. She used to get sad after she spoke about the place where time doesn't move. I think that's why I lost her to the world of the dark places in the end. I think she had that one other person in my dad. And I think they used to live in the place that time doesn't move like I now did. But after my dad died, that's, that's when the shadow people started to hunt us. And the rest is history. And now, I look up at the clouds I built while I ride this ship to where they want me to go and I think about moments. On days where everything is going south and it feels like nothing is going well and you, you think life sucks and you can't steer clear of the fog, just look out for moments. Life is rubbish, but it's fine. Because maybe it's supposed to be, and that's okay. Why? Well, because there's, there's always another moment coming just round the corner. Except I know it's round this corner. I remember it well. The beach of many names and faces. But, but I don't need to fear it. Not today. Not any day. Not anymore. And this was probably one of the reasons I had incurred such wrath from the shadow people and the Shaker crew and why they came after me so hard. When they have you, you're chained to them for life, really. There's no escape, and they have different ways to keep your debt tied to them. The cracked pavements are one. Another is the beach of many names and faces. And these are pretty much all the bad memories and the people in your life you'd much rather forget. The crazy girl and I came here one day. It was her idea, not mine. She was crazy after all. I told her all about the shadow people and the different tricks they had. So she got us on a bus and took us here with a, a twinkle and a wrinkle of her nose. She filled in the cracked pavements with marshmallow glue and bounced onto the beach of many names and faces. It was filled with people and I, I just couldn't look. I, I couldn't speak. She just laughed kissed me on the cheek and pulled me onto a wall that overlooked the beach. I watched her as she took out a catapult, placed a cherry stone in the centre and fired it, striking one of the people on the beach square between the eyes. They fell down and promptly disappeared. I laughed then, looking at her with wide eyes. She wrinkled her nose and winked pulling out more cherry stones, some frozen marshmallows and things I didn't recognise. She handed me the catapult and smiled. Your turn. We sat there until the beach was as empty as it is now.
But this is just the calm before the storm. Because we're arriving at the world of the dark places now. This is as far as the boat will take me. If you've been listening, thank you. I'll keep this channel open just in case. So there are many tricks that belong to the shadow people and I'm sure you know of even more because they have different ones for everyone. If I went through all the tricks they have, for me, would be here all day and I know nobody wants that, least of all me. <laughs> After the beach of many names and faces, we sail through the green lake of monsters, hacked my way through the forgetful forest, getting lost a few times and tangled in a few branches, climbed Mattress Mountain, danced through the desert of doubt and warmed my way through the cold islands, finally beating the breathtakers and the body tinglers. I was almost there now, and to remain as brave as I had already, I thought about the things we'd done together. All the places we'd been, all the moments we had, and all the moments still to come. I thought of our home, the place where time doesn't move, and it kept me warm, breathing and clear, because we're here. We're in the dark place now. It's like I never left. It's a dusty place with little light. Eyes peering at me through the darkness, piercing me like arrows. Whispers sting my ears like tiny bullets. See, the, the thing about this world that's so scary is that you can't see the darkness coming even though it's around you permanently. It's everything. It's noise and quiet at once. It's twisted streets where the things that would never have happened happen. And your worst nightmares that weren't true lived. I have a clear path now because nobody walked these streets, not even the minions that worked for the shadow people on the Shako crew. His friends had once said that the angels dance in the street while the devil waits in the wings. Well, nobody danced in the streets here. And the only light was the eyes along the side streets. The shadow people and the Shaker crew lived in the dark place, which is a dead version of the places I loved and called home. It was a miniature town of false memories. The purple house I grew up in was on my right with the windows boarded up, the paint flaking and the light out. The Yellow Star Bar was there, but instead of sunshine shots, they instead drank their tears and filled their cup to drink it all over again. People stood in the street corners trying to sell little bottles of lightning and hearts sat on benches alone with their owner nowhere to be seen. It went on like this for miles until eventually I saw her. In front of me, her eyes closed, a sign hung around her neck which said, Love sick, terminally ill. Well, I rushed to her, removing the sign and holding her as tightly as I could as the shadow people and the shaker crew approached. Now, you couldn't see them, not straight on. They lived in the shadows after all. You could only sense them and see from the corner of your eye. They didn't say anything. They just stood there and waited I knew I'd escaped them for so long. I'd been defiant, and my time on the run was up. I kissed her on the forehead, hoping that my plan would work and the shadow people would stop chasing us. Now, as the shadow people and the shaker crew moved closer, I closed my eyes and reached into my pocket. Remember when I told you about moments? About how my mother had told me to collect as many moments as I could and hold on to them? Well, I did just that, and I held on to them everywhere I went, waiting until the shadow people and the shaker crew moved closer, I take out a little bottle of moments, glowing blue as they danced inside the glass. Now, I couldn't see them, and I didn't know if they felt scared, but they started to back away. 
kissing the crazy girl on the forehead once more. I dropped the bottles on the ground. I let the moment swirl out. And then I closed my eyes and hoped. I opened my eyes. And the world I previously saw melted away into memory. I'm back. I can hear her in the next room laughing at something or nothing. The worst thing when you go to the dark places, you, you know the place, the one where the shadow people live and there are only glimpses of light and sometimes not even that, is that you don't know you're there, not until you're out. And this is the reason every so often I turn to her and say, thank you. And when I do, she looks at me, raising that perfect little eyebrow. You know, the other was perfect too, but she raises just the one. For what, she says. Because it's the first time that night I felt to myself, I'll say, for still being there when I come out of the darkness. And I'll kiss her again. She'll lower her eyebrow and smile, the kind where her eyes dance a different color. And you see a little glimpse of that beautiful soul beneath. Always. Where else would I be? And then I don't tell you the rest of the story because it doesn't end. And it's just for us. And that's okay. Because the shadow people won't take us alive. This episode of Toasted Fiction Theatre was written by Chris Patrick and performed by Paul Kaczynski as Captain Willems. This episode was recorded live at the Pyramid in Glasgow in February 2020 and was part of the We Theatres Glasgow monthly theatre event. The series was created by Chris Patrick and this series was produced by Chris Patrick and Ross Patrick. You can subscribe to Toasted Fiction Theatre on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. We're hosted on Anchor FM and it's available on pretty much all podcast platforms. Please support the show by subscribing, sharing the podcast with your friends, your family, your workmates, whoever you talk to podcasts about. We really, really would appreciate it. And please consider leaving us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also help support the show through our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Toasted Fiction Theatre to help us keep making new episodes of the show um, and branch out into different podcasts. We're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Toasted Fiction Theatre and you can get in touch with us via email on toastedfictiontheatre at gmail.com if you want to leave feedback or get involved in the show somehow. For more information on Toasted Fiction Theatre and other work by series creator Chris Patrick, that's me, including books and sketches, head to www.chrispatrickwriter.com. So that's it for this episode of Toasted Fiction Theatre. Thanks for listening and till next time.